Welcome to season two of Outstanding Women Leaders, Witty and Wise Conversations. I'm your host, Katie Leeds, leadership and relationship coach by day, comedian and writer by night. I'm on a mission to host 100 million witty and wise conversations that disrupt the way leaders think and the way the world communicates. No more welcome to my TED Talks and Dear Abby Advice Friends. It's time to start having powerful conversations and exchange of ideas without being attached to an outcome. These are the components of a witty and wise conversation that have the power to transform the way we live and lead. The following rules for today's conversation are inspired by the Coactive Training Institute that creates space for powerful connection and authenticity. Rule number one today, nobody gets to be wrong. Rule number two, nobody gets to be right. Rule number three, everybody gets to be vulnerable. And rule number four, my favorite, everything is included. If a helicopter goes by, if a dog barks or a cell phone rings, it will be included in this podcast. In order to keep authenticity, I do not edit. This conversation is exactly what it needs to be in this moment in time. We've asked our guests to join us via video to allow us to create authentic connection. Eyes are the window to the soul. You will be seen here, you will be heard, there is space for you. Conversation is meant to be a dance, an ebb and flow, a back and forth exchange of energies, thoughts, and emotions. The wit we bring to this conversation releases endorphin known as the painkiller. You actually feel better when you laugh. The wisdom we bring to this conversation will be seen in the impact it has on everyone who hears it. When this conversation comes to a close, I will ask our listeners and our guests three questions. If you've tuned in before, you know what they are. If you haven't, you don't wanna miss them, so stay tuned through the end. And don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and write us a review, follow us, like us on Instagram or or Facebook at Outstanding Women Leaders, and of course, you can check me out at lprofessionalcoaching.com. But enough about me, let's talk about our amazing guest today. Today's guest is Nandara Matari. She is a meditation coach and trainer, born and raised in Burma. Since 1993, she has been learning and practicing the precious ancient methods of mindfulness and meditations from many Buddhist monks and masters. She worked in different careers as English teacher, financial consultant later, sales manager, recruiting specialist. She's been all over the world. She's been in Germany. She's currently residing in Switzerland. And she, of course, has been to New York. And I can't wait to see her again when Corona uh, lets up. In spite of her great professional successes, she did not feel fulfilled and decided to follow her passion of teaching meditation. Through her daily convention of meditations and diverse experiences in the past 27 years, she has created different forms of guided meditations to transform people's lives for better mental health and more productivity. Welcome today, Nandar. I'm so excited to have you here. I, everyone that's ever met me has said, have you ever thought about meditating? <laughs> <laughs> now you did, right? I did. Just right? did before we started it. Yes, before this podcast, we did a meditation together. And I actually, after I talked to you the first time, I went to your website and downloaded. I did my free download. I did one of your meditations. I am already calmer. <laughs> this is, is probably great. the smoothest I've ever introduced uh, a guest on the podcast. So thank you for that gift this morning. You're most welcome, Katie. Thank you for having me today. Yes. 
So before we talk about your amazing meditation, you have an incredible story that I would love to share with our audience of um, really the resilient mind that you have, which completely makes sense how you got into meditation. So share for everybody because your story is incredible. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, I, you wanted to know where I'm born um, and how I started to meditate, right? Yeah. So I was born and grown up in Myanmar. I'm the eldest daughter um, in my family. So I have two younger sisters and one youngest brother. So my mother is very ambitious. And we also have this um, belief in, in our Asian family is that the eldest one, the daughter or the son, should be the ideal person for the youngers. So um, she really wanted me to be very studious at school and also very disciplined at home and so on. So I have a lot of stress since I was very young and I started um, thinking about why the life is <laughs> getting very uh, tough. And at the same time, we believe and trust in karma. Karma is the law of cause and effect. And so it is a Buddhist country and we talk about karma every day. So it's mean that when you are stressing out this life or getting beaten by your parents, it's mean you have done something bad in the past, right? And so I'm also looking for the ways how I can release those karma or the bad um, uh, emotions and feelings that I have in my heart. So I started learning uh, meditation when I was 16 years old. It was... Uh, one year before, I heard about meditation from my physics teacher, and she told us in the in at one of our lessons uh, class, and she told she shared her experience of having that seven day retreats in a monastery, and she told us that meditation can really release our bad karma. And I was just like, being so this is the things that I've been looking for, and then I decided to do that, and after one year. And my mother allowed me to do that. And my first retreat was 27 days. I stayed in the monastery for 27 days. Nobody told me to do that. And my mother told me that, um, why do you have to do seven days like everybody? But I really would like to experience that one. And I also shaved my hair. I, I turned myself into none. And I persist till it's finished though it was very difficult for me i have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning i cannot talk with anyone i don't have food after 12 o'clock midday so i have to only drink in the evening and meditate day and night so that is uh, of course you can sleep if you don't sleep you have to meditate and um this experience had really helped me um to also understand who i really am and so when I recall the memory and ask my parents, I'm the one who uh, is fearless since I was very young. I didn't recall that much, but she told me that my, my parents told me that you are always there and you're not afraid of anyone and you just do the things what you want to do. Maybe that um, this meditation um, really also let me, I mean, lead me to know uh, deeply to myself more confidence to be more resilient with everything I do. So that is how I started to meditate. And of course, in the past 27 years now, I started that in 1993. So started to meditate. So right now, 2020, I've been meditating myself for 27 years. And I learned um, meditation from the very different uh, masters. And in the monastery, I also learned the techniques of Hinduism. There are many different forms of meditations. And so 
I must say that that uh, meditation is my go-to tools how to clear my uh, karma. So uh, karma is the neck, I mean, good and bad actually, but the bad luck or the bad karma. And with that, I can also really achieve a lot of goals in my life, professionally, personally. And um, yeah, right now I'm teaching other people to do the same. Mm. I love that you have had this transformational experience for yourself and you wanted to bring it to other people. Yes. That's my favorite part about coaches is that we don't want to just keep this for ourselves and make our, you know, our fortunes and, and make life wonderful, but we want to help other people experience this as well. Uh, it's so interesting to hear that you were doing this back in the 90s mm -hmm. before neuroscience was all the rage. Uh, and so I know that you have a little bit of information on the brain and like what's happening <laughs> as we meditate. Can you share for people um, how you're actually physically changing the way that you Yeah, that is a very good question. So when we started to meditate, we activate the front part of the brain. It's mean the front part of the brain really control the whole function of the brain. They call it um, prefrontal cortex. It's become more and more active. So with that, the, the people can um, concentrate longer and also do a lot of work, um, a lot of work without really stranding our energy, draining our energy. At the same time, there we also have a small brain. At this, at the back of the, in the middle of the brain, they call it amygdala. That is the reptilian brain, which control the whole, uh, which control the emotional part of the brain. It's become smaller. So it is, um, it is found by the research, you know, by making by the Harvard University, and there are also American Medical Association. They really measure the brain of the meditator for the consecutive um, days and weeks because they, of course they meditate every um, every day and they just measure it every day too then they found it out that the real changes happen after eight weeks they really see that the amygdala, the small brain becomes smaller at that time the people have less stress and they also can control um, their emotion better and the front part of the brain it's become larger it's mean that they can really also can concentrate longer without getting tired that much so it become they become more productive in that way so that is found by the scientific proof and i can also um Proof that, or you know, um, um, right now I'm thinking in German. <laughs> so sometimes if I stop in the middle, it's mean that I'm now mixed up with two languages. You can barely thinking one language, yeah. you're thinking in multiple languages. <laughs> multiple languages sometimes. I skip the languages. So, um, and I can really also acknowledge that or say that, I mean, see that in my own opinion, I mean, in my own experience, because right now I started teaching people to meditate actually for 10 years ago when I become a team leader in Germany. So because the people cannot sleep at night and they also have a lot of stress. But later on, I started teaching professionally for six years ago. So when I started uh, meditating with the people, like after eight weeks or the two months, the people uh, see, I mean, the people have this very substantial changes in their life. 
That is why I can really prove that this consecutive meditation of eight weeks can really change our brain function. So a very short example of uh, with uh, one young guy who came to me in 2017, he got a suicide attempt before, like uh, two years ago. So I talked with his mom at a monastery. So I also volunteer in a monastery. And she came to me and said that his son has a problem of depression after the suicide attempt and nobody can really help him. So um, he uh, requests me if I can talk with him and meditate with him. I said, of course, that is my job. Then I meditate with him every week via uh, Zoom call or this uh, Skype. We did that. Then after two months, he came out of the room. Normally, he was always locked down and depressed in his own room. After two months, his parents told me that now, right now, he came out of the room. Then after three months, he got a very clarity around what he want in his life. And so he become a just normal person after nine months. Because it is a very interesting cycle too. So we have that, uh, we need nine months to 10 to have a baby right? To have a baby, that is why to change the real personality, it takes nine to 10 months to become a real new personality too. So in this case, I can really see that after eight weeks, he reduced a lot of stress. And after three months, his personality becomes stronger and stable. He has a totally new personality after nine months. So that is the kind of miracles can um, bring through meditation. Wow. I love the the numbers that you use, like, so eight weeks for change. When I think about transformation programs, coaching programs, it's all based on science and all of them are eight weeks. Uh, so that completely makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think about even when I was a gym owner, I was helping coach weight loss and I've had my own transformational weight loss. Um, that work doesn't happen in eight weeks necessarily. Um, and so when you talk about the nine to 10 months to change personality, like that, that nine to 10 month mark is what ta it takes to really have transformation in your eating habits. And yeah. it's hard to stick to that for nine to 10 months unless you're seeing results quickly. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's so interesting to hear you've got the science and the meditation to back it up, but that's why programs are designed that way. And you see people who set an intention in January and that following year, their life is totally different. Um, yeah. I've never thought about that with the, the having a baby <laughs> that I love that, that the nature of that and how that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, you were talking before this about the year 2020 and this decade of air, I believe is what you said. Yes. Yes. Share more about that because now that you've, you've talked about numbers and stuff, I'm like, I'm really into this. Tell us <laughs> <laughs> about the year of air. I didn't prepare for it. Um, <laughs> so it is um, more of um, astrological realm. So so we go back to that if you would like to know about the numbers and everything our whole universe is uh, can be really coded with numbers too if um let's see the the flowers i mean we have the same pattern 
So if we have any kinds of flowers you're looking for, you look at the, uh, let's say at the back, it is not the flower, it's the plants I have. But if you look at the one plants, if it is with the um, 222 or 444, there are like the real sequences uh, happening in every each and individual plants. It is also the same, um, also our human being and structures are also made out of numbers too. If, if I can explain it. Uh, so, and at the same time, and our, of course, our whole, uh, our whole body, our whole uh, energies are made out of numbers. And these numbers of sequence also have a, um, the universe's sequence of the time also have an effect on us. It's mean the whole universe is a bit difficult to understand, but we all have an organizing universe, I would say. So it's mean, um, it is an astrological sense is that uh, from the year of 2000 to 2020 is the year of air as a water. So the water flows and also the people, uh, the people can also make a, a spiritual development a lot. Right now, from the year 2020 to 2030 is the year of air. So it will be really even quicker at the, uh, their development in receiving the information. Let's see that the water is a, if a flow from one place to another. It takes some time, right? It takes some time. But if you just have this air, um, it is quicker from uh, the destination from A to B. So it is also the same. That is why I, I cannot really explain that in the term of astrology right now, because I'm not, um, I'm just a liar. I'm, I'm interested in that a lot. And I also believe and trust in astrological focus and everything. But I will say that the year 2020 to the year 2030 is the year of air. It's mean that we can really transform um, or communicate ourselves quicker than before mm. right now with the COVID 19 you you are now right now in america i'm now in switzerland but we can really communicate with each other and we also build trust in a very shorter period of time so it is not a coincidence right everything happened for a reason now the whole universe is developing in a certain pattern so when we are following to that sequence and just believe and trust in the a, in in the new possibilities, then our wall or the individuals can make a development quicker. Mm. So it's mean that also from the COVID nineteen. Um, all in all, I just well, what I wanted to say is everything happened for a reason. That is what I do believe, and also we are coded with the numbers. <laughs> I'm just out of the concept now. But anyway, um, what I wanted to say is this year, 2020 and 2030 is the year of um, air. It's mean we have to really concentrate on our mind, what we think and how we communicate. So the more we are, um, uh, we master the art of thinking and the art of communication, the more successful we can be in that year of 2020 and 2030. Mm, I love that you said the art of thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that is something I'm on a mission to, <laughs> to disrupt is the sure. way that we think. 
Um, and not what you think, but the way. And meditation absolutely changes the way that you think, which is why I was so excited to have you on today. So does coaching along with that. Um, it's all based in science. I love that you're talking about numbers. I wish that my math teacher had talked about numbers or my physics teacher had talked about life the way that you have. I would have been interested in that. Um, I, I, when I meet a math teacher and I say, oh, I'm terrible at math, math teachers always say, well, you had a bad teacher. And they're not wrong. Um, because the more you learn about numbers, you're like, wow, the entire world is made up of numbers. Uh, so I imagine you, are you into numerology? Like, where do you see that fitting in our universe? Um, numerology is totally different, um, realm. Um, I'm not building up in that field, but I do believe in that. Every number has different power. For example, today is 16, right? Today is 16 or 17? 17. 17. 17. So today is, uh, is an eight. Yeah. There is not a, a, it's not a coincidence either. So I do not know what is your birthday. What is your birthday? Uh, it's March 29th. March 29th. So it's me, you, your, your birthday is 29. 29 is the combination is two. I mean, actually 11, two. Mm -hmm. And one plus one is again, two. So uh, my birthday is 17, right? 17, it's mean that mine is the eight. And also today is the eight. So two, four, six, and eight are the family. I mean, the, the number is the family number. It's mean they all comes together easily and effortlessly. So you are the two, two person, I'm the eight person. So we attract each other very strongly and easily. So we met each other at one uh, BNI. Mm -hmm. And so actually, are you are the guest and I'm, I was also the guest. You feel that very, um, you know, prone to talk to me. You're very interested to talk to me and you contact me and you want to interview me. Then I say that, yes. <laughs> so I say, oh, well, yes to everyone. So if it is not an extreme ex uh, things, and then afterwards, we just made an appointment and like for one month ago, or even more than one month ago, and we chose today for 17. And so it is my birthday and also again at 18 and you are the number two. So there is a reason to happen that, to choose that day and for both of us. We do not yet know what that is, but there is a pattern in it. So I'm not the one who is... Um, specialized in that field what I wanted to say is everything happened for a reason and when we are surrendered to that feelings and emotion and so also noticing the sign around us and saying more yes to the things around us we will flow with the universe because universe has our back so universe want the best for us but the more you trust your intuition and follow your intuition, mm. I mean, the easier your life will become. So that is why, what I do believe and trust in that. And so right now, when I look it back with our numbers, we can say that, but it, this interview has to happen. The universe arranged us to happen. I love that. I love this idea of surrendering and saying yes 
to what the universe is offering you. How can meditation help people with that? Uh, because if you're listening and you're a Christian, this is not any different than surrendering to um, a higher power. And um, prayer, meditation, I think those things go very hand in hand with each other when you're really in tune with understanding that God, the universe, wants good for you. So how does meditation help with that? That is a very good question, too. So when we meditate, a lot of people think that you don't have to think, but the thoughts can, you cannot stop it. So when you meditate with me, you are not stopping, stop thinking, but at the same time, you're concentrating on your body, on your breath and on your sensation, right? But you are in the flow. You are, you have this moment of calmness inside of you. You feel it in your body, right? And also, of course, your thought is still keep on going and your feelings and everything is keep on going too. So when we are in touch with that feelings of peace and calmness, what amidst of all these thoughts, right? At that time, I would say we are in touch with the feel of the universe mm. or the God or Allah or whatever you name it, whatever you believe it. We are in pure, we are in contact with the universal energy. And the more we are in touch with that feeling, we, um, what happened to us is first thing is we understand in a feelings level that we are more than our thoughts, that we are more than our feelings. We understand it spontaneously without thinking, right? And then interestingly enough, when you are in touch with that feelings and, um, of, you know, expansion or universe or God inside of you while you are meditating and you notice that um, in the awakening state, before you, I mean, a, a lot of people comes to grab that or you know experience that when they think the negative thoughts about themselves or other people, they suffer, they don't feel good. Then they started letting go of it, and when they think good thoughts about other people, they feel good, right? And they take, they choose it. Our body has a very organizing power and system. So we chose it spontaneously without making decision. So my job as a meditation teacher is that to be in touch with the feel, to be in touch with the peace and the calmness or the pure potentiality that is the word by Deepak Chopra or the universe feel or the universal energy, the people become purer in thoughts in their action and their, in, in their emotions too. So from that field, we made the good decision for ourselves for, and for all the people around us. It made them change. That is why you don't have to believe in Buddha, you don't have to believe in God, or you don't have to believe in Jesus or whatever that might be. So meditation is very good technique to be in touch with the real essence of the universe without words. And then it can change the people inside out. So I can say that very confidently according to my own experience because I was a very aggressive person. I was I angry very quickly <laughs> and I can really talk it out or, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, it's all gone through meditation. And also I saw a lot of people who are depressed and also a lot of addictions problems are gone through meditation. So that is why meditate, to, teach, to meditate, you don't have to believe anything. You just meditate and the belief will come automatically. You can choose your belief or you don't even just start to meditate too.
I love that you said we are more than our thoughts and feelings. That is something that meditation and doing the visualization exercises, all of those pieces, if you really wholeheartedly try that, you immediately realize that you are not <laughs> attached to these thoughts and feelings. Like there's something bigger. At the same time, that can be really overwhelming to experience. I don't know if you've had that moment and you did a pretty intense meditation where all of a sudden like things start to seem clear and it, it can feel overwhelming if you're not used to being in touch with the universe. Um, but the fact is that it could be a lot of people are afraid of unknown. Mm. So I had uh, right now think about this um, Yala Vincent, that is, he is, she is a very uh, relationship coach. She had a, a good show on Oprah too, Yanla. She told us that a lot of human beings or our, um, the people are normally afraid of unknown. Because uh, let's say being feeling angry, how that is like, and feeling broke, and or whatever that is feeling right now, we know that already. So we feel comfortable living in that, though we feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, and then of course this meditation can make you free of all kind of pains right now, and it can make you feel um, and see the more possibilities but we do not yet know what that is. Mm -hmm. So this is the unknown feel. That is normal for the human being to be afraid of unknown. Yeah, but the real deal is, yeah, the real deal is freedom lies beyond the unknown. I love that. If you're still listening, freedom lies beyond the unknown. And you have, just to bring back to your incredible story, you have taken many leaps of faith and not known what was going to happen uh, on your, I mean, I was, as you were talking about Germany, I remembered you like knocked on doors, right? To get a job when you first moved to Germany. Yeah. Um, right. Share a little bit for people what, what doors can open for you when you embrace the unknown? Because in the Western world, we're afraid of not knowing something. Like that is not okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so if you want to know, I will share a little bit about my crazy stories. Yeah. But at the same time, um, so I have this vision of I wanted to travel the world after my first retreat. So after my first 27-day retreats when I was 16 years old, I had a chance to visit to the Thai border region, Thailand. So I, we were adjusted to the Burma and um, also Myanmar, right now called Myanmar, and also this Thailand is very adjusted to each other. We have a border region, and I had a chance to see the different country. So we, they have all the infrastructures, good foods, and electricity, and so on. So we don't have it at all. We are living in a jungle, you know, we have to eat only the dry fruits and, you know, also meat too. Then I said that if even that Thailand is very advanced, I wanted to travel the world. So it was my crazy dream, but I, it come out of this, you know, prompt, hot desire. So I started learning English from the Hollywood movies 
and uh, also saw that you know Americans Hollywood movie. I thought that all these women are very you know confident and kill the war like that. I and mean, it was all, all the time. It was a Hollywood movies, but and luckily enough, I took up that character from them. Um, so I make the long story short. I try many times to come out of the country as a um, as a student, but I never get the acceptance and. Then um, it was the last time was in, when I was 27, I applied for the school in London. I have the school acceptance, but um, to attend MBA in London, but they didn't give me the visa. So I said that I do not want to stay there any longer. And my plan was coming, going to the America as a refugee. Then I took the chance um, and uh, give the money to the smuggler and they could, should bring me from uh, Mexico to the you know region. And it was a, um, yeah, it was a crazy story, but um, I made it and then I lost all the money in Bangkok. But it wasn't at the end of 2004 and I do not want to give up my plan. So I have my uh, brain and I have to make it happen. I was 27. Then I had a final chance. I can, could also go to Europe as a refugee. Then I just meditate and look for it, which country I should go. And it was very clear I should go to the Germany. Then I made it happen. So I went to Germany with one package and 10 euro in June, 2005. And I did not know anyone. I did not know everybody, anybody. And I don't speak German at all. Then I started, you know, apply for the refugee ship. And so I was 10 days in the prison first because I went there, go there illegally. I have to apply and go through all the process. And later on, they accept me to stay in the Germany. So afterwards, they tell me if you do you want to take the you know, social support or do you want to work? And say, so I chose the second one. I, cho- I will work. And I just went to Frankfurt. It's a big city. So I just go there and I mean, go to one restaurant after another and ask them, um, do you have a job? <laughs> do you have a job? And they say, like, I have a job. And I started working in Burger King. Then I learned um, German from 9 to 12. In, um, in, in the school, and then I uh, work in the evening and also weekend. And after one and a half year later, I found the company who will train me to become a financial consultant. Then one person believed and trust me, and then he said, you don't speak perfect German, but you have to drive, and you can make it happen. You keep stay there, and I have my second job, but I keep on working in the financial consultant, and I'm, I become the best team leader of the year 2011 in the you know, German company. So the fact is that I just have to trust my intuition. I trust my intuition. I know that I, how I can be an English teacher in Burma, but I, I wanted to, I, I have my heart desires. I want to live in other country. Then I always follow that inner spark, my inner fire. That is also my first book. Uh, the title is Following the Spark. I always follow that spark and I have to jump into the unknown again and again. And so that it make my life unfold beautifully at last. But I'm still, I know, I'm, I'm right now in a Zurich. Before COVID-19, I came here and I was in lockdown again. But my intuition tell me I have to stay here right now. And the next step is to spread uh, meditation technique from internet to all over the world. So I'm now following that spark now. I love that you said following the spark because... Uh, in my coaching cohort, 
we have this exercise where people just tell you what you are. And they said that I am the spark that electrifies a city. Um, so you followed the spark to me. <laughs> that is great. And your spark and my spark just funk, uh, funk each other. How do you call it? Explode each other. And we made it happen today. Yes. And I would love to help. Uh, I have a Bring Your Own Brain podcast and I that I host once a month. And I, I would love to bring a bunch. I have a lot of meditation people that I'd like. That is great. And you're all over the world. There's one in Lima, um, Jorge, who... I made a friend in Lima <laughs> this in, through my coaching cohort and introduced them. He's an energy healer and he wants to bring this to the world. Um, you in Switzerland, I just talked to a woman in Sweden. Uh, so I'd love to have you on again to continue that spark of sure. this. Um, what really stood out to me as you were sharing that story was that you had an offer to get a master's degree and an offer to work at Burger King. <laughs> like, you are humble and we don't appreciate that enough in Western, the Western world where you're listening to your intuition, you know there's something bigger and on that path, you're gonna start, you're gonna work at Burger King and you're gonna survive and make your money. Uh, I know that for even my father personally, you know, he had a degree and he lost his job. And my mom said, just go work at Subway, like go work at McDonald's. And my dad said, I have a college degree. No. So, so he's just so inspiring that you said, I'm going to do this thing. And you let whatever path the universe had for you. Um, you talk about water, right? You were living in the year of water. Well, actually that was and so you're flowing the way it goes. And sometimes water takes a, you know, a real interesting, <laughs> an interesting trip. Yeah. So I want to say that um, the people are suffering uh, because they are stuck in their own mental structure. Mm -hmm. Because they just identify themselves as a certain personality. And if you are, you say that I'm a man, I'm a woman or whatever, I'm... I'm this person, I'm that, um, you know, profession. And, and they are, if they lose that profession or if they lose the relationship, they suffer. So meditation is also about going to that, not um, going, to, going to the source of who you really are. Who we really are is only love, light, and full of compassion and full of joy. So that is who we are. Of course, we can really form it in many different forms too. But uh, when I work, I also work as a waiter. So I, I wait tables. At that time, I just come into the room and I just say, hello, how are you? And I receive a lot of tip money, right? I'm also happy talking with people too because I'm just living that profession. But my work is to spread the light to the people around me. Of course, when I become a team leader, I just motivate other people, you know, to do their work and also to, to live their life the best and to call and to do their work. And so right now, I'm also teaching other people to live their best life and now explain it in my way. The real deal is my profession might change. How I live my life doesn't change. So it makes me free. It makes me also powerful. And so... It is who I am. I mean, who I'm living the core source of who I really am. That is also, everybody is also the same. So meditation is about to remembering our light, 
our compassion and our pure possibility inside of us and to lift that from inside out, whatever this situation outside of us would be. As you can see, I'm taking notes over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to share for people. Katie, I have to, but jump to another call soon too. But uh, do you have like last questions? Or yes, what do you I want do. To ask? Thank you for pushing me along. I just looked at the time. I was really into what you were saying. I know. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your light with us today. I do have three questions I always ask. The first one is, what's your superpower? My superpower is love. What's your purpose? To teach people to meditate. So as you sit here in your superpower of love with your purpose of meditation, what's next? To spread light to the world. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much, Andar. I see future <laughs> conversations in our life. Um, also wanted to promote, you have an October 23rd, you're launching a program. It's eight weeks. We already yeah. talked about why. Um, in that eight weeks, there is an hour and a half every week of group coaching and meditation. And you will also receive two one-hour sessions um, mm -hmm. that, that are one-to-one -one with Nandar. You are incredible. I have some people I'll be sending your way. My friends always joke. They're like, Katie, you're a coach. You're supposed to get clients. I'm like, I will, but I can't be the light for everyone. And mm -hmm. I don't have what everyone needs. And what you bring to the table is so wonderful for people. Uh, we will promote your um, meditation as well as your episode. I'll be in touch. Thank you so much. If you're still listening, don't forget to follow us. Is there a place people can follow you on Instagram or Facebook? Um, Facebook, I have, um, I also have a YouTube channel too. What the people can do is they can go to Matari, my last name in meditation.com and they just register for the newsletters. Then I will be uh, promoting every kind of new programs that I'll be coming. So I will doing the train the trainer next year too. So stay tuned. Amazing. And notice that the meditation coach doesn't have social media. I already think you're amazing for that reason. I will, I will do them more. I mean, I have my YouTube channel. I do Facebook Live too. Oh, I'm so over social media. Thank you so much for joining us today.